This is the Spraymakers Podcast, where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of water skiing. In this week's show, the guys are discussing ski setup and all the variables that go into getting your ride dialed for the season. You know, it's a little different depending on where in the world you are, you know, but I'm getting to that point where, I, you know, in the next, within the next three or four weeks, I, I want my setup completely done. So I'm, I'm in that stage right now where, you know, I'm moving things, uh, making small, small adjustments. You know, I feel like I'm getting pretty close, but, um, you know, we've mentioned this in the past, the, the, the this shouldn't be a season long process. So, um, you're going to want to get this thing, uh, you know, whatever, if you're on a new setup or if you're just <clears throat> trying to refine what you had last year, the, the time is now and, and it's, we need to get this, uh, get this behind us and, and we, so we can start working on, on, uh, on the fun stuff. So yeah, absolutely. So where, where do you start then? Let's just, you know, let's just assume you're on a brand new ski and, and, uh, if you're not on a new ski, you can skip step ABC, but well, what do you, where do you start, Chris? You know, even, even if you're on the same ski, I think we still do need to kind of, you know, take, it's like reevaluating the, the situation. You know what I mean? Like, so you kind of, yes, I would say start it, start it. If you're on an older ski, then start, or your ski from last year, start where you were last year. But let, let's say, keep an open mind and, you know, um, I, you and I are on the same page with this. And then I, I actually, you know, we, we were talking about discussing this. And so I reached out to a few friend, friends of mine. Uh, I reached out to yeah. Steve, Steve Schnitzer and uh, Jay Pacente, you know, two, two guys in the... Uh, two guys in the uh, industry that are really into and really geek out and are knowledgeable on, uh, you know, ski setups and things like that. So I wanted to grab a couple, yeah, sure. a couple of nuggets from those guys. And so I could add to what you you and I are talking about and uh, move along. But one of the things I think we all agree on is that you start with, you know, boot placement. It's a, it's a much rougher, it's a much rougher measurement to be changing. I mean, we're talking about changing an eighth or a quarter inch at a time. So we don't move our fin that much usually. Uh, so th- it's kind of like the rough set in. So, you know, overall, I'd say the ski setup, whether it be boots, fin, the combination, it's really what you're trying to do is you're trying to balance leverage versus slide or skid or smear, depending on how we all talk about it. Right. So if you yep. get too far in one direction of, of, of leverage versus slide, then you're going to lose, you're going to lose the game. You know, and so you have to have enough drive, which is your leverage, uh, to get side to side and give yourself enough space. But then we need to be loose enough or have enough slide to be able to make tight radius turns when we need them or, you know, especially at our hardest passes. So you got to kind of balance that out. And then so so just just rate rate like in that regard, then um, which direction? you know, forward or back, which direction of, of a boot move increases that leverage or that drive? Okay, great question. So move your boots forward, increases drive. Move your boots back, increases your ability to slide the tail around. So, you know, the way, the super easy way I think about it is boots forward is more carve, boots back is more mm-hmm. skid. So carve yep, sounds great, right? And people you think of it, yeah, and if you, but if you think of it in, in its simplest sense, I mean, you, your boots go forward, you're going to be using more of the rail, if you will, and if you're so obviously you're going to have more grip, more drive. Your boots, as your boots go back, you're going to be using less of it, so you're you're going to get more slide. Exactly. Yeah, and so you know the the more the more ski you have behind your boots, 
the more hold you have back there, the more, the more that you have to try to, to try to rotate around in the turn, the more, so, so you have, as your boots go forward, you're going to increase your drive, your side to size hold, but you're actually going to reduce the ability of your manipulation of that tail to, to push it through, you know? And when we, we all get kind of, you know, when you get on a, a line that you're not comfortable on, then you need to be able to have that ability to, to push that ski through. So again, we go back to that balance of, you know, drive versus slide. So boots forward, you know, you get that boots back, you get the other, um, you know, you know, what, what do you think on that, that note? You know, you, you tend to be a little bit more back. Do you think, do you think boot placement sensitivity, like how do you find yours? Well, like, so, so I run a, you know, as, I like to run as deep a fin as I, as I can. So then, you know, and we'll, 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 we'll get there, but so, but I have more tail hold. So that's why, you know, that's why I run my boots a little bit further back, but I, you know, my general rule of thumb is, is I, you know, I want my boots as far forward <clears throat> as I can w- with that deep of a fin. And, and my tail for me, when my boots get too far forward, I start running, I just, I start running narrower. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's how I know I'm too far forward. Um, I don't, I don't get as high a swing on the boat because I start, you know, I start that, that downward or that down course carve earlier. Um, boots too far back for me. My biggest tell is, is, is that my feet are going to swing between me and the boat from too wide of a place so, or, or my feet are going to feel like they're simply in front of me coming, coming out of the turn. Um, okay. that's, that's just, you know, I go forward and back, you know, inside those two sort of, uh, those two parameters. Exactly. And, and, and I think that that's kind of the, that's kind of the key, you know, like you got to find, yeah, you got to find it. Um, and, and that's where I am. That's where I am right now. Like I skied, you know, a couple sets yesterday and, and I felt like I had a little bit too much stick. So I was moving my boots back, moved it back a little bit, felt great, moved back a little bit more for the second set. And I was getting that, whoop, you know, like not, and it's not even a wheelie because we're, we're, again, we're talking, you know, eight of an inch, sixteenth of an inch, but, but I get too far back. Whoop, my feet swing out in front of me coming, especially out of my onside turn. So I end up on my heels with, you know, not, not no longer moving forward. So, you know, that's it, for me. And I think you're the same. This is, this is, this is a, the starting point. You've got to, you've got to get your, Figure out where your boots need to be first before you move on to on to the next step. Yep, yep. I, I got a couple of tidbits here uh, that I got from Jay yeah. and Schnitz that I think are, are really cool. Uh, you know, Jay yeah. Jay Jay threw in this nugget and I really liked it. You know, he said um, one of the biggest uh, mistakes he sees novice skiers do is that, um, oh, you know, not novice, but you know, maybe less developed skiers is that they tend to be back foot heavy, right? And so yeah. when you're back foot heavy, you keep that tip of your ski up. It seems like the tip of the ski is riding high, right? So I, we get it mm-hmm. all the time and, and Jay sees it all the oh, time yeah. himself. You know, they say, oh, I need to move my boots forward to lower the front of my ski. Well, they're having a hard time turning. They're using the back foot to try to make the turn. And then they're thinking, move the boots forward. You move the boots forward. You have more tail behind you. And what happens? Ski actually gets harder to turn. And then what do they do? They keep moving the boots forward. So, you know, like all things, it becomes counterintuitive in water skiing, but actually that, that person needed to move their boots back. Yes. Maybe the tip would rise a little higher, but the ski will actually turn quicker. So I do, I see that all the time, all the time too, all the time. And it's even to the point where, you know, people are 
they're wheeling out of the turn, so they're moving their boots forward. And, and a lot of the time, you know, that that wheelie is actually a reaction to too much pressure. You know, that, that they're, they're trying to alleviate, so then they keep moving their boots forward, so they start running narrower lines and more straight at the buoy, and it just makes them wheelie even more. So it, it is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's another one of those counterintuitive things that, that uh, people often get lost with. Yeah. And then the other crazy, well, not crazy thing, the other thing that I... Uh, that I learned from uh, Steve Schnitzer is that he actually likes to think of his feet independently. So yeah, he, wow. he, yep. So he likes to think of uh, front boot placement as your offside turn and rear boot placement as your onside turn. So he, hmm. he basically says that spacing between your feet is irrelevant and that you use the, the, your front boot to dial in your offside turn and your rear boot to dial in your onside turn. So, wow. you know, yeah. So things he said, like, Hey, your skis, uh, stop, you know, at the end of your, uh, at the end of your offside turn in the ski, you know, it's stopping. It's like kind of overloading and I'm getting jammed up right there. He said, slide your front boot back front boot only. He said, uh, consistently coming up narrow to buoys, slide your front boot back. And, and so that's, that's how he's adjusting for those, for yeah. those turns. And then he's like, you need a little more powerful onside turn slide the back foot back without changing where your front boot is, you know? And so he, he's basically saying to think of your feet independently and don't be so locked into having one spacing. Now that's really interesting because I definitely run one spacing. Really, really interesting. Yeah. 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 So it's a, it's kind of a new thought. So, or, or something different that I haven't been thinking about. Well, yeah. It, you know, and, and I, I've, in other people's skiing, you know, I mean, I've definitely moved those boots independently, but not, not, I haven't ever thought of it specifically like that. So, um, wow. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> I hadn't Good thought of morning. that before. <laughs> Nuggets of yeah. knowledge being shared yeah. by, by all. Okay. So it's very, it's very cool. And, and, uh, you know, the way, uh, you know, the way it all comes together, it's, it's nice sometimes to just hear something different. And then go, wait a second, I can look at this. I haven't thought about my spacing. You know, like I found a long time ago that I liked where my boots were. And every time I veered from there, you know, that spacing between my front and yes. rear foot, every time I veered from there, I ended up going back to that. But now I, I think maybe I'll, uh, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Schnitz's uh, recommendation and, and uh, explore some of that different spacing to get different effects. So Thanks, Steve, on that one. And, um, you know, then we go on. So so we're going to move those around until we feel like we've found the ultimate uh, the ultimate placement for our boots. Right. So rough, rough set in is boots. Uh, I'm not going to get in. We're, I, you know, I wanted to get into rota boot rotation and stuff like that. But I think it's uh, it's kind of a really in-depth thing right now that uh, we're not going to have time for it today. So let's save that for another day uh, or another topic. So so now we've got our boots. We've found how they work the best. So what are so now we're going to move in and we have we have the fin now to, to dial in. And uh, basically, in my in my opinion, you know, basically the, the, the fin is just giving the tail of the ski leverage. You know, I mean, if like if you took the fin off the ski and you, you, you probably get out of the water, but the ski would just rotate side to side and have basically, you know, rotate like doing side slides back and forth. But it would be almost impossible to be cutting, cutting the wakes and skiing the slalom course without the fin. Yep. You know, is that is that kind of how you're looking at it? 
Yeah, no, for sure. Yep. You know, it's basically just, it's basically just, uh, you know, yeah, it's going back to that, that, that ability to balance out where your boots are and then to, to create, uh, to create enough side to side leverage out of the tail, tail to boot relationship, and also be able to make a turn and smear and, and go. So when you get a new ski trend, do you, you, uh, you just set it up with your previous numbers and over time you've learned that you, you, you were talking about it earlier. You like, you like to run a deeper fin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, okay. So yeah, my, if it's, I mean, a brand new ski, if there is, if there's some design changes or, or, or if something is moved in, in rocker line or tail shape or something, I, I, you know, I'm not necessarily going to start with the exact same settings, but I'm going to start it, you know, kind of in within my parameters, I usually end up with, um, and really like maybe a little bit of fore and aft change if there's some change to, you know, binding location or, or, or tail shape. But, yep. but yes, I'm, I'm going to start in my general, you know, my general comfort zone. Um, <clears throat> why, why don't we go, let's, let's go this way. So um, there's distance from tail, there's, there's length or, or, you know, distance, you know, leading edge to tail, however we're going to do it. We'll probably talk length and maybe as it relates to the other one and, and there's depth. So, why don't you um, let's get started? Why don't you go through each of those those three uh, units, if you will, and, and just talk about the characteristics of each? Okay, so there's there's a there's a bunch of different things, but re- you do have those three those three measurements and how they come together. So just like you said, you've got your length, you've got your depth, and you've got your distance from tail. Those are three measurements, and then you've got your how they are all related, right? So your length and your distance from tail create what Ski J in his book, you know, uh, Thin Whispering came up with was the term leading edge, like like you yeah. like you referred to. And I'm, I'm glad he I'm glad he did that because it's a measurement that Schnitz and I uh, Schnitz taught me that measurement back in the '90s, but we never yeah. actually gave it a term, you know. So I was using it and, and doing that, but. Um, let's get, we'll get, we'll get back to that, that as well. And then you have your relationship between fin length and depth, which determines your fin surface area. So there's kind of like, there's five topics really that are, that are, that are involved. And now, and then we have the wing. So a six, but let's, um, let's just, yeah, let's just roll in. So fin length, what is it? Fin length is basically the, where your bottom of your ski meets your fin. So how much fin is sticking, how long the fin that's sticking out of your ski right at the bottom of your ski, fin length. Um, Schnitz had a really easy way of saying it. You know, he said uh, more, more fin length equals more tip, less fin length equals less tip. I mean, very, keeps it very simple, but he's just caught, and, and that's caught, that, that's basically saying tip pressure, like the amount of, yeah pressure you feel that the ski is applying to the water and giving you feedback that way, you know? Um, and then we have the, uh, fin depth, which is the deepest part of the fin as it relates to the bottom of the ski. So find find the, where the, the fin is deepest from the, from the ski to the, to the bottom of the fin. And in my opinion, that seems like the way I look at that, that's kind of like the keel of your sailboat. You know, like if you if you have if you have more depth in your fin, your ski is going to want to roll over or have a tendency to roll over less. 
or it's going to take more yes. of your weight off the edge to get it to roll to the same angle as if it, if the fin were were shallower. Yeah. And so you have to kind of you have to kind of dial that in for your for your preference, you know, and 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 like like that's a big reason for the the short and deep versus long and shallow, you know, and 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 that's just going to be your personal preference on how you like the ski to how you like the ski to perform. And then we have uh, uh, the distance from tail, and distance from tail is basically if you measure from the furthest back part of your fin where it comes out of the ski to the back of the ski. And, uh, you know, for, for the most part, we're somewhere in the, in the realm of three quarters of an inch from, from the back of the ski. And, yeah. and that sounds horrible because, you know, we, <laughs> I use a caliper and so we're talking about thousands of an inch, but well, when it comes down to it, we're somewhere around 0. 0.75, 0.76, 0.70, you know, I mean, when you really break it down, it's, it's, it's almost three quarters of an inch there. Yeah. Um, and then, so, so you can imagine the more forward you, you push the back of that fin, the further away from the tail of the ski it gets, the easier the ski will rotate or the easier the, the tail of the ski will rotate through the water. Um, so think, I don't know, more, more, more slide through the term and then, or the more back it goes, the more leverage you're giving that fin versus the back of the ski. So you're going to get more drive, more side to side drive. Yep. So did um, I miss anything in that? And then think of it like, no, then that's exactly it. So then, so then, and then, so, okay, that's so simple. Right. But then now you have to start thinking about this. So you said, as you push the fin forward, <clears throat> you're going to get, oops, hold on. Sorry. My, my system is going crazy. So as you push the fin forward, it's going to make, you know, it's going to make a turn easier. Right. Mm -hmm. So as the fin's going forward, what's happening to that leading edge? And that, and that's the key. This is, this is, I mean, for me, the, the most important uh, number is the leading edge and, and, um, and the leading edge is, you know, we, we described it before it's where the front of the fin comes out of the ski. And so you take that number all the way back to the tail of the ski. So where the front of the fin comes out of the ski, you measure from there to the back of the, to the back of the ski, that number has a huge effect on the tip attitude of the ski. So, yeah, or, in, or the same, you could just say the same thing. You could just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the length of the fin plus the distance from tail that equals your exactly. length. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, that is exactly it. And the, the more that number moves forward, the lower your tip is going to ride. And the more that number moves back, the, the higher it's going to ride. And that's a really simple way of, yeah. uh, of looking at it. And, um, you know, like, you know, Jay would, Jay would, he would say, you know, the, the more LE you have, the LE is what he calls leading edge. So the more LE you have, the more tip you'll rotate or yaw into the water, you know, and then the vice versa, the more you take it back, the more it pulls up and the more feedback you get from the ski, because you have, it, it's less sensitive. It's less, it's less likely to just dive in there. So you know, a guy like me, yeah. I, I like, I, I've been, I've been, you know, exploring that long, shallow, uh, setup for a while now. And so I can, I can let it, you know, when I come into the turn, I can, I can leave it there because I can leave my body where it is because I know that ski 
I have my I have my leading edge further forward, so that ski the ski itself is going to dive into the water and really use as much of the ski as possible. Whereas when you run a let's say a shorter, deeper setup, that that leverage point is further back. You know that that LE is further back, so you yourself can add that pressure and move and 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 a lot of people would say that they feel like the tip has is more responsive actually when you're when you're back your le is back you know and 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 what happens to you when that le gets too far forward or that leading edge gets too far forward well i mean kind of going back you know it's going back to it's similar to me uh when my similar feeling as when uh, my boots are too far forward Mm -hmm. um i i feel like i change directions earlier than i want to you know meaning meaning it's easier for me to to lose that outward upward swing and 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 run parallel with the boat sooner um, okay one, so, or, yeah. or even more or even more you know or just an, as really simple tell is just just too much pressure you know as i enter the turn too early or, or or it even might translate into finishing too much tip pressure exactly exactly so um you know and then, and then on the other end if you're if you're too far back with that leading edge then your front of your ski is never going to grab enough, yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna basically be utilizing the back half of the ski, and you're gonna yeah, you'll get a nice turn, but then you won't be able to go side to side as much, or you might not be able yeah. to hold the angle that you're looking for. So it's just a, it's just a lack of engagement, you know. And and I think the thing you need to remember um, is that you, you know traditional thought it is that that leading edge or the length, however we're, we're terming it. Um, has it affects only your offside turn, and, and that's just not it. You know, it, it's um, it it it's absolutely affects the engagement on on both sides of the course. A hundred percent, hundred percent. People, yeah, like traditionally, people are like, "Well, your offside sucks. Make your fin longer." Um, well, your onside sucks. You better push the you know push the fin forward or make it shallower. And it's like, well, so even by saying pushing the fin forward you're 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 affecting essentially affecting the length of the leading edge so so i just i i think you you need to be you know mindful to to keep uh when you are addressing setup make be mindful that it's affecting both sides maybe maybe not both sides equally because you're a little bit further back or, or neutral on your onside turn naturally but it's affecting both sides uh exactly exactly and and it's and it is really important you know i mean you know, going back to leading edge, it's it's like it's it's something that I've been I've always taken that this measurement, and I can tell you that if you're on the same ski, you know, let's say yeah. you're, you know, we'll go back to you know, like like a so I'm on a I'm on a vapor, I get the next year's vapor, it came out of the same mold. Uh, yeah, it's got some, it's got the new, uh, materials that are making it perform better, but we're looking at the same rocker, same flex and that, um, when you, when you get that, when you get that, then what I tend to do is leave my LE where it is, and then I can shift my length and my DFT and my depth numbers. As long as I keep track of where my LE number is, my leading edge number is, yeah. and and I can move all around the all around on on numbers, you know, I can increase my length by twenty thousandths, and then I subsequently have to reduce my uh, distance from tail by twenty thousandths, so that to my total 
exactly. to keep that leading edge the same, right? To keep that leading edge the same, okay. then the ski will, the tip attitude of the ski will, will perform very similar, uh, but give me the effects of what longer and, and more back is, which would be yep. more power out of the turn, you know, more drive side to side. One of the things that um, we'll get into here in a little bit, I would say on distance from tail measurement, that's real key, is that if mm -hmm. you find yourself being uh, lopsided in the course, meaning I come into my onside really early and nice, but then I feel like I go straight into my offside. That's something I'm, I'm just sidebarring right now, but that's something that yeah. I would use my distance from tail measurement to, to change. And that, that, that my LE number could, could also change in, in that, in that zone. But if I feel like I'm wide into my onside and narrow into my offside, I'm going to move my fin forward. If I'm going to move, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling the opposite, I'm going to go the other way with it. Isn't that crazy? And, and why forward? Why forward? No, I, I agree. But why forward? I think it's because you're too, you're too, you have too much leverage. And, and so your ski, it, I, to be honest, I could break it. I could probably break it down with you, but I, it's just like one of those nuggets that you come, you come into over time. When I feel like I'm straight too straight into my onside turn, this is something I've always, yep. I've always known. I need to go back with my fin. You know, if I'm coming in narrow to my onside turn, I need to go back with my fin. I, I don't have enough power out of my offside turn or enough ability to hold that angle to be able to, to be able to project properly into my onside turn. And then yeah, I'm, uh, glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned that one specifically because I, I, that's something you taught me 12, 12 or 15 years ago. Cool. Hey, I yeah, taught so, yeah, just something, something I remember. Something I, yeah. No, yeah, but that was that, that's that one, you know, not that's one of the things that I, I've always carried with me and I hadn't forgotten who, uh, who taught me that a long time ago. Hey, cool, man. Thanks. Uh, so, so there's just little tidbits, but I mean, I think we got to, so in, in my opinion, I think it's boots, then leading edge. Uh, and however you want to get there, you'll, you'll know as soon as you get that leading edge in the right spot, you will know. I mean, go back to my 2009 season, you know, that was a really good season for me. And, uh, you know, I, I knew where my ski was set up. I knew I, I, the, over the years, this is what happens. I'll just, I'll just break it down real fast. Over the years, what happens is I go out, I mess around on skis and then, at some point I come up with like, Oh my gosh, this is the perfect setting. It's unbelievable. Actually right then, when you say that, I believe what you actually found is where you like your leading edge in relation to where you have your boots. Yeah. I mean, I just think yes. that that's, the, that's the jam. And then once you find that, then you just, just say, you start that leading edge and you say, okay, that's where I like it. And then you use that as your, as your, as your home base. And then you're allowed to play around with your fin length and your DFT in relation to how much grip versus let's say slip or slide, or I call it drive versus slide, you know, that all, you're just going to change that ratio until it's really feels like you can, you can do what you need to do. So what is that then? Like, how, how do you know when you've found that leading edge? Would you just say it's, it's, it's when you're closest to, to, to feeling symmetrical that having symmetry through the course is it is it is it a balance on both sides i just think you'll you'll immediately from a, from inside your body you will know when you're close because you go the ski feels amazing and it doesn't have to yeah. be perfectly balanced but you're like i can run buoys i can start getting away with things that i wasn't able to get away with i'm not having to do double turns I, you know I, I don't know what to say yeah. but like you just know 
all of a sudden you're like, something's happening. This is yeah, special. It's, yeah, it's it's balance, you know, and maybe maybe it's not necessarily symmetry, right? But it, but it's balance. You just you know where you know where your ski is. So then at that point, then you you know you uh, earmark that leading edge. So that's you know length plus DFT, or or you can measure the whole thing at once. But that's you earmark that, and then any changes you make moving forward, you try and be accountable for where that front of the fin is in relation to the to the ski itself yeah exactly exactly okay. so and as long as we don't move our boots we've kind of now honed in on the pretty close to the location that we're going to want that leading edge so now we start now we can start adjusting our length versus our uh dft versus you know and, and those two things to to dial so, in and i think that's where you're going to get your symmetry you're going to okay get so those so those two, like, just go over those two measurements. And like, so you've got your leading edge, you've got the front of the fin exactly where you want it. Now you feel like you need to change that distance from tail. So what's that procedure? If you're, if that front of the fin isn't going to move, and but you want to say move your fin back, mm-hmm. what, what's what's that process? So how do you move so, your fin back without changing the leading edge? Exactly. So then we we know our number. We know our leading edge number is length plus DFT. So let's say I am feeling, I'm feeling narrow into my onside. I want to move my fin back. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, well, let's do a 10,000th move backwards with my fin. I mean, might as well, you know, 10 to 20 thousandths. I mean, let's make it so we can feel it. So I'm going to, I'm going to move my fin back 10 thousandths and I'm going to add 10 thousandths length. So yeah. now I have, I have my, my leading edge is now still coming out of the ski in the same spot as it was, but I'm 10 thousandths back and I'm 10 thousandths longer with my fin. And hopefully this is going to balance me out. But this also brings us to our last major nugget, I think, which is fin surface area. So, mm-hmm. you know, fin surface area, you know, for me, I just do length times depth. I know that that's yeah. not the, it's not the, it's not the way we're, you know, it's not the mathematical approach, but it, it seems to have worked over time. So I just stick with it. And so if I just move my fin back and make it longer, now I have a fin that there is more fin coming out of the bottom of my ski. And the more fin you have sticking out of the bottom of your ski, the more tail hold you're going to have out of your ski, the more leverage you're going to produce. And so you are going to be able to be stronger behind the boat but you also are going to have a harder time turning now that we did that. So in a, in a way you think, Oh, well, I, I moved my fin back. I did, you know, I, I moved my fin back, but I made it longer. So I should be able to be, um, I should be able to make tighter turns. Well, yes, maybe you could have made a tighter turn, but you also added fin surface area. So every time that you've made a fin change where you are like, what happened and why, why this should have made my ski turn better, but it's not. I would say for the most people that this is where they just didn't take into account that fin area is, is a, a major player in, in the game. And so, yeah. and so you just have to kind of, you know, I just, then, then I use another measurement, which is uh, like what I just told you, it's uh, length times depth. And I come up with a number and let's say that number is 17.10. So I've got my leading edge. I move my fin back 20 thousandths or 10 thousandths, I add 10 thousandths length. Now I'm going to multiply my length times depth and see what that number is. And that number will have grown over 17.10. And 
And so my easy fix to that is to uh, use 17.10 as my basis. And then I have my increased length by uh, one tenth or uh, one, mm -hmm. sorry, uh, by what is it? Not one tenth, one hundredth. And then I'm going to uh, divide my new length into 17.10, my surface area of my fin. And it's going to tell me yep. my new depth. And then I'm going to just reduce my depth by, you know, whatever that is, uh, three thousandths. And then I have now effectively reset my fin. And all of a sudden I go out and I can utilize the benefits of of that balancing of my both sides of my turn by moving the fin back and making it longer, but keeping my leading edge the same. And then I can also, uh, you know, not add too much surface area. So I, I make school bus turns. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so it, 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 yeah. So in order to stay accountable for your leading edge and your surface area, you actually, you actually moved three things. So you could, so you actually really were only moving one. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, yes, you were trying to move your, all I want to do is move, all I want to do is decrease my distance from tail measurement here. Mm -hmm. But if you just had done that, you would have changed all three parameters. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, like a, that's a really, um, that's a really measured approach, mathematical approach, but it, but, it, and it's, it's great to keep in mind, like just one movement is, it has a potential to change, you know, three other things if, if you, if you don't take it in, into account. So again, you moved three things. So you, so you really were only changing one variable. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, and that's, Crazy. you know, that, so at first when you're trying to, when you're trying, when you're first setting up a ski to, to figure out where you're yeah. optimal and you're trying, you got to find your leading edge. So you are going to do a DFT distance from tail forward 20 thousandths without changing something else. What did that do? Oh, Oh, you know, I don't like that. That now, now I'm losing width on the course. I, I don't, I don't like where my yeah. balance point is. It's to this. Okay, I'm going to add length. I'm going to do this. So, but eventually, you're going to find that le that you like, and and that's yeah. that's going to be important. And then, then you start using this surface area tool to. I mean, for me, surface yeah. area has kind of always been the, a, a number that's real close, no matter what ski I go to. And, and yeah, do you, I, I, I mean, that, that's just something for me. Like, let's just say it's 17.10. No matter if I go, if I go try to run numbers close to yours, Trent, I'm going to use your, I'll say, well, what depth are you running? And you'll say, oh, I don't know, 2.510. And then I'll say, okay, well, I like my 17.10 and I try it, you know, and that, that's where I would start to try it. Um, and then I think that also has uh, things to do with your, with your binding location as well, but yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, any, any tidbits that I missed in there, anything? No, I, I, and I think like, that's just why, you know, it's not, you know, we, we, you know, covering the, you know, the, the really, you know, the three, you know, uh, traditional measurements, mm -hmm. each, each of those has a true cause and effect. So that, that's why like you can, it's this, it's really isn't that hard, you know, um, you know, we talked a lot about a lot of different measurements, a lot of different numbers and, and, and all that stuff. But, but I mean, each of these, each of these movements has a, has a, you know, a, a result and it's going to be the same result for everyone because it's, it's, you know, you know, to differing effects, but um, you know, just you, if you appreciate what, what each measurement does, what each movement does, then you can just, you can be a little bit accountable because you're, you're not searching for this, this mysterious deal, right? I mean, it's, it's cause and effect. I, I need, this to happen. So I'm going to make this movement. And, and that's kind of the end of it. 
Um, you know, it's not, it's not tinkering, you know, you're not, it's not guesswork. You're, you're, you're making adjustments and, and, uh, and, and I think like the thing, you know, we've touched on this in the past, but the thing to remember, like this, this isn't, you know, this isn't the 90%, you know, this is the 10%. Right. You know, like, like having your ski set up relatively, relatively close is, is close enough for almost everyone. Um, and, 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 you know, these, these minor adjustments to the fin, they're they're the last 10% of the, of the puzzle, you know, in terms of how your ski performs and, and more importantly, how you move in relation to the pressure that, that you're feeling. Oh man, that was sexy. I love the way you wrap that, wrap that in there. I got, (laughs) I got got like, let's, let's do. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Give her. Well, I was gonna say, um, yeah, you go first. Okay. Couple of nuggets that uh that uh one nugget that uh jay threw in there was that if you're if you're heavy on a ski you know like let's say your your weight number is is on the higher end of a ski size that you, you that you're choosing to ride uh he says and recommends that you move your boots forward so that you are moving your weight onto the uh wider part of the ski and you have more tail behind you to support you. You know, as you get bigger, you have ability to override the tail. So I think that's an opposite thing that a lot of people do. You know, they think, Oh, I'm bigger. So I need to move my boots back. And then, um, and then, um, Schnitz on the, on the other end of things, Schnitz had thrown in his, in his recommendations that if you're lighter skier, you know, lighter in general, I don't think you need to, you could be lighter on your ski size or just lighter in general. He says that uh, lighter skiers can generally run less depth. And so, you know, the ski can roll over easier because they're, they're lighter. They don't have as much pressure putting on that edge as they, as a a bigger, taller person would be. So just a couple little tip, you know, nuggets in there that these guys threw in. I mean, they threw in so many, so much stuff. It's crazy. We could go on for hours, but I thought those were really cool. That's really useful. Yeah. And that one's that, that last one's really useful in setting up, you know, kids skis. Um, because, you know, traditional thought is, uh, kids gonna have trouble turning. I'm going to put the boots all the way forward. Um, and that's, you know, again, another counterintuitive thing. Um, and, and again, with that surface area, you know, when I'm setting up skis for some of these young rippers around here, I'm that surface area is like really small compared to mine. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah. just something to keep in mind, you know, for, you know, kids, obviously, you know, less body weight, you know, they are not going to be able to, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to move that tail around as much as, as uh, someone my size would. So yeah, you can, you know, I've seen some of the young, young national champion kids running, you know, fins as shallow as 2.25 mm-hmm. um, and, 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 you know, six, eight, 40 kind of deal. Like I've, I've seen some of these young kids run, I, I you know, I'm, typically using a little more surface area in that. But, um, over the years I've seen some of these, these young kids run really, really small fans with success. I really like how you, you know, and this is something the listeners, I uh, hope just picked up on is that, you know, we were talking about depth and then you were able to just quickly transfer that to surface area. And, yeah. and that's the key, right? Like, yeah, your depth and your length are, are, are relative to your, to your leading edge, not, not to your leading edge, but to your surface area. And then your, then your, you know, your length to your DFT has to do with your leading edge. And really, so we're talking about like, you know, it's like, it's like being a baker and bringing it all together for, for one fine recipe. And, and, and each of us has our different balance points. We have our different technical strengths and weaknesses. 
And so each of us are probably going to have something that we prefer over another, you know, like my LE leading edge might be in a different place than yours. My surface area might need to be yeah. in a different place than yours, but each of us needs to find what works for us. And then when we come up with, you know, like, so at radar, we come up with these factory settings. Um, these are based on hours and hours and hours of testing with, yeah. you know, many, many multiple amounts uh, of skiers. And then yes, that, you know, with spreadsheets and things like that, you're able to, you know, find the, find the commonality between, you know, the two settings, like, you know, we have a short and uh, short and deep and a long and shallow setting. And so we find, you know, where the fin is going to work, where we believe the best at these two settings as a starting point for the most amount of people. And I would yeah. say there's a lot of people that can take, take a ski off the shelf with the factory settings. And it's going to be, if it's not perfect, it's going to be real close. And so then you take all yeah. these, uh, take all these concepts that we're throwing in here and you could get lost for years trying to find the perfect. <laughs> and I like how you always say it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not, you're not looking for the best fin setting. You're looking for what's going to, what's going to give you the, the right feedback and be there for you when you need it. 